definitely the kind of person that would react in the fl flight. Flighty, you're flighty. I'm flighty. But you're also a bit fighty. Yeah, I'm kind of both really, <laughs> yeah. right? So I'm you fighting. get flighty and then you want flighty. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Journal with me, your host, Lucy Spicer. The Journal is your go-to podcast for deep and empowering conversations that also gives you the practical tools, knowledge and motivation to transform your own life. Join me as my guests share with you the defining moments that turn their times of darkness into opportunities for growth. At the end of each episode, I'll be showing you how to find the lesson in someone else's story by giving you guided journaling prompts to help you change your own life. So for now, join me for our next guest entry into The Journal. This episode was really special to me. Not only because it was the first episode of the journal, but I was also joined by Nadia. I had followed Nadia for a long while and really taken her amazing fashion and styling advice. And little did I know she was following me looking to reach out for support. As always, the universe worked its magic and it connected us together. And we worked together for over a year in weekly sessions. And you'll love this episode if you really want to know, you know, what does coaching sessions look like? You know, what is the nitty gritty? What does it involve? And what kind of amazing benefits and changes can you get from being in that space? Nadia so generously shares with us her journey, what it was like during that year for her, the key takeaways that she took from our sessions together and how life changed for the better. And with that as well, it's so wonderful having her nearly a year since we, we finished sessions together still in an amazing space. So this really is for you if you've been thinking about getting support or you're curious about what coaching sessions with me could look like and maybe you follow Nadia and kind of want to hear more about her journey in a way that she hasn't told it before then listen in and join me now as we open Nadia's entry into the journal. Nadia is a well-known content creator and renowned YouTuber with a community of over 800,000 followers. Nadia started posting on her Instagram seven years ago whilst at university and quickly made it into a flourishing full-time career leading her to work with global brands such as Skims, Farfetch, Adenola and The White Company. Nadia's content centres around easy to replicate styling advice on how to achieve the ultimate timeless wardrobe as well as sharing a look into her personal life and lifestyle through daily vlogs. Welcome Nadia, you are my very first guest on my very first podcast so it is super exciting for me to have you here. It's very exciting for me to be here. I feel very honoured. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm honoured too. And, you know, we were speaking before that we've known each other now for a couple of years, which has gone super fast. So, so quick. It's been two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy. And how it was really special how the universe kind of brought us together. I was following you, had been for years, was taking your style advice. <laughs> and then you reached out for sessions with me. And, yeah. you know, that's how we connected, which was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, I've been working with you, so I... I've understood your journey on a very deep level and especially in terms of kind of where you were at before you came to sessions with me and how life is now but for the sake of our listeners tell me a little bit about how life was before you reached out for sessions and you kind of what led you to that and seeking support okay um so life was good like in, in the grand scheme of things can't complain but there was areas of my life that I just wasn't operating at like the best level it could be operating at and 
I usually throughout life have been pretty good at getting myself out of these ruts and kind of like starting again and getting myself to a better place Mm -hmm. but I just find myself in this cycle of not being able to get there on my own Mm -hmm. I was debating reaching out for a good while like Mm -hmm. I would say like a good a good year probably Mm -hmm. um kept writing Lucy messages (laughs) and then deleting them and then kept like at night time on like a Friday night I'd be like okay right tomorrow I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna text Lucy and I'm gonna get this session started um and something just kept making me not do it okay and then eventually I finally reached out and I always say thank god I reached out then and there because the year that followed like I needed you there with me to do that year um but it's just funny how the universe works isn't it yeah and we spoke about that before you know when we started those sessions and we had that discovery call Mm. together and I remember you saying to me you know writing out the form and deleting it and Mm -hmm. you're not the first by the way no (laughs) I think it's really difficult isn't it reaching out for support because Mm. you have that sudden like you were saying on a Friday night like that burst of motivation to reach out to ask for help and then we can quickly kind of get in our own way and especially if you hadn't done this before and to my knowledge you know this was your first time Mm -hmm. for getting some kind of support yeah you can talk yourself out of it it's out of your comfort zone it's not what you've done before but I always say to you don't I and especially with other clients that come through like trust the timing yeah it's so true but also with me there was like for like I've always been like this I still am like this like some days I'm great some Mm. days I'm not great and I feel like the days that I was not great was when I really wanted to reach out and then I'd have these really good days and I'd be like oh no I'm fine I don't need it and then I'd have a really rubbish day again and like I say it was just this cycle that I was in so I think yeah one night I just thought like this isn't this isn't changing like let me just do it see what happens see how I only have to do like a couple sessions if I don't like it I don't have to do it again but you couldn't get rid of me for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of you for I a year. I never left. <laughs> <laughs> but you've done, you know, say two years. We worked together for a year yeah. quite intensively. Yeah. And then what was incredible is that you got to that time and you you acknowledged, right, actually, I want to give this a go. And that's, yeah. that's my role, right? I'm yeah. not... I'm not meant to be here forever. My mm-hmm. work really is to make myself redundant yeah. in this yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> and to give you the tools and strategies mm-hmm. to be able to implement in your life and not need that extra level of support. And mm-hmm. we've had a couple of top ups, which again is important. Yeah. Yeah. Life happens. Things maybe happen that we we couldn't predict would happen. And yeah. you just kind of need that person in your your corner mm-hmm. and you have that safe space. Was it kind of what you expected? Like how would you describe coaching sessions with me and like my style and like because you've done this before in a YouTube video and I was like do you know what I actually wish I could embed that into my website because you (laughs) You can (laughs) you've explained that so beautifully Mm -hmm. and I think it's so much more meaningful coming from like a client's perspective and and their understanding of it rather than me doing like all my sort of like psychology jargon yeah so for a listener that maybe hasn't of maybe thought about reaching out for support with me and then kind of taught themselves out of it like how would you explain the process okay So first of all, the biggest thing I always think is that I didn't expect my life to change so quickly. Like, it's pretty instant for me, like after every session. But the way you work or the way I feel like you work is you work forwards. So we work on like the day to day and next week and the week after. And we always kind of look to the future, but we kind of dip back into the past, which I think then helps to correct the future. Absolutely. Whereas for me, I think therapy is you go back and then kind of look forward. Yeah. So I, I'm the kind of person that I don't want to sit and dwell on the past. I do want to fix little bits and bobs, but I would rather keep moving forward. So I feel like that's what I get from you is we work moving forward and we glance back. 
that's nice. That makes Black, sense. It makes so much sense. <laughs> and I said to you, you know, when we, we started these um, with these sessions together, we sometimes we have to look back and yeah. that can feel quite vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Is that we're looking into your past, but we can't really understand the present or work towards the future unless we have that awareness of, you know, maybe where that belief yeah. came from, yeah. where it stemmed from. And mm-hmm. once we have that understanding and that awareness, it helps us to implement that change. But as you described and kind of what really drew me to coaching was it's very much about bettering yourself, right? Yeah. You're here, where do you want to get to and how yeah. can we make that that magic happen? Yeah. And you know, how many sessions have I sat and cried to you? Like, so many but because of that working forward thing and like the action plans and okay how are we going to move forward from this and what's tomorrow's plan I always kind of left feeling positive I never left feeling like heavy from those harder sessions that we did I always left feeling like okay I've got that out I've got a plan I know how to manage these emotions and like let's do it like let's go forward with it and then all about those action points (laughs) (laughs) and then you're on boxer as well so Lucy works on like it's kind of like whatsapp right um so not only do you get your sessions but you have her on tap (laughs) so you voice know you text I send I used to I text you all the time on that um, and it's just good to have that support, like I say, just going through the next couple of days until your next session. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I loved that. That was. Handy. Yeah, I think that was such a game changer for me, you know, working in the NHS mm. and, and seeing clients in the NHS. I mean, you were lucky if you could see me three weeks later. Yeah. And that was a real problem for me in delivering care because so much of life happens and I can't give that accountability. You, we don't have the resources in the NHS. Do you anything yeah. like Boxer, <laughs> like let alone email? And I think so much of like the magic mm. or where the change can happen is that in between part of yeah, the sessions. And I if you're agree. you've got me in your pocket. Yeah. And you've got that accountability that maybe you're you're you know, one of your action points is to do something every day and you're reporting back to me. Yeah. I just think it really helps like accelerate that it that does. change. And then also like I would send you stuff in the morning. So like here's what I'm gonna do or like here's things I'm gonna change this week or whatever. But then I would check in at nighttime as yeah. well. So like and if I didn't, you'd know. Like if I yes. if I didn't text, you'd be like you'd be like, Hi, any update? <laughs> like, <laughs> well <laughs> But it does just it just holds you accountable. And it's also just I don't know, it's just nice and it's just feels like there's somebody else in your corner yeah. that I always say is like a neutral sounding board. Yeah. Like if I could go to my mum with some problems or my sister, but they're always gonna respond to me with an emotional like emotionally because they're my like family you know absolutely and again with friends like emotions because they're my friends but with you it was just being able to see things from a neutral perspective and I don't know it's just like having your little friend in your pocket (laughs) yeah that's what it is and it is that you know it's a neutral perspective Mm -hmm. I'm not coming with a bias yeah friends family can't help it yeah you know they'll they'll want certain things to happen for you yeah our role professionally is to kind of step back mm-hmm. and to try and help you as in, in a new obviously you know we're in your corner and we're supporting you but from like a neutral as neutral a space as possible yeah so through our sessions Nadia what were some of maybe like the key takeaways or like kind of the lessons that you learned that you've they've really stuck with you and you've kept implementing into your life okay so I'd say the main thing for me is like really understanding my emotions mm-hmm. like not even just like recognizing them or like having them but really understanding why they're there where they come from and then implementing things to help me like deal with them yeah um even just things like having routines like I've really noticed with what we really noticed this together like when I have my morning and evening routines in everything else every part of my life just really like gets back into flow absolutely um so if I don't do my morning routine my day is probably not going to be productive my evening routine then gets ruined because rather than going to bed with a book and a a tea I'll have a wine yes then I get into this cycle and it's just it's just really handy to like just again this neutral perspective just to like 
help you realize behavior patterns emotions and then also like we're saying working forward and positively making an action plan yes yes and I think that's so important isn't it maybe if you haven't gone through this type of support before sometimes we move through life without even like reflecting or questioning Mm -hmm. you know where that's coming from or how that's making me feel and we did a lot of that in our work together and kind of drawing out those diagrams how Mm -hmm. kind of those thoughts led to our feelings led to our behaviors led back to our thoughts and how to break that break that cycle yeah and as you said you know those routines were fundamental (laughs) yeah they're the sort of the foundations you know to Mm. just keep you feeling good feeling grounded feeling like everything is still flowing obviously you're working from home so it's really important how you have your morning set up as well I imagine yeah but also then that evening unwind for you is is imperative right yeah for you to be able to rest and come down and do the less sexy things yeah. like the journaling yeah and but the it's reading. still sexy <laughs> we made it sexy, we made it sexy. <laughs> yeah Nadia has really I, I, if you follow me you'll know I'm massive on romanticizing mm-hmm. life and Nadia has like epitomized that yeah. right you yeah. are so good at that <laughs> but I like love all the little things now yeah. like like I really like just going for a bath the way like we can you can just switch your mindset into it just being yeah. like the most amazing bath that you're ever going to have. And when you consciously make that decision to just look at life that way, it really does change every every part of your life. It really just just really helps you. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's mad. I know it's such a cliche term like romanticizing life, but there is something in that. There is. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's that intention of like, you know, thinking actually I deserve to do this for myself. You know, mm-hmm. I love myself enough. Yeah to do this so it's great from like a self-esteem perspective because you're actually doing something nice for yourself yeah but it's also kind of having more of that mindfulness and actually sitting in the joy of that rather than just running a bath yeah so that was what we said we need to have routines but not routines that feel grueling routines that you want to do like routines you get excited to start yes um I find that especially like if I'd had anything in that routine even if it was getting up too early or what I don't know what else like yeah. going out for a walk if I didn't yeah. if it's raining I wouldn't do the routine and it would make me like what's the word like I would be like oh god so I've got to do this yeah but I made the routines always what I wanted them to be and if it was a rainy day I'd change my routine up so then I'd still have a routine to follow but I'd be like really excited to do them so you need to make sure if you're going to do your routines you have to make them like something you're really going to look forward to a hundred percent I think that's so important as well it's such a great point Nadia because there's so much right on TikTok and on Instagram about all these routines that you kind of should be doing or could be doing you know that whole like if you want to be that girl narrative Mm -hmm. but if if they're not things you want to do you're setting yourself up to fail yeah so it has to be kind of tailored to you and what you enjoy yeah rather than you just following someone else because you've seen it look good on Instagram yeah and start small yes don't go in with like a 10-step routine yes just start small and build on it and (laughs) yeah I definitely did that at the start I was like right I'm gonna start at 5 p.m and this is my whole evening planned out and it failed like day two right so you just need to start small and build on it and hair back Mm -hmm. small sustainable (laughs) steps I preach it all the time yeah and it works (laughs) it does um okay amazing so when we do this work together Nadia what we often see in kind of in working on ourselves that can have a direct influence or impact on others around you right because we're always like part of a system whether that's like friends or family or your partner what kind of did you notice with your relationships during this time of of doing these sessions together um well first of all I noticed every relationship in my life got way better great um stronger and just I nurtured them more and just everything became nicer 
especially with my boyfriend and mm. I. Um, I think right before I'd come to you, we were maybe a little bit iffy. And then we got pretty bad within our time working together. Um, but we kind of figured out that my communication is bad. Like one thing Lucy said to me, like right at the start, and it always stuck with me, is people aren't mind readers. Yes. And I realized like these were things I was doing which were probably really detrimental to the relationship. So just working on, like also not just communication with me and Johnny, but my communication in general, yeah. I was like working on stuff like that, like fed into my relationship becoming better and like friendships becoming stronger. You just think about things differently mm-hmm. in all aspects of your life. I think that's really interesting, the mind reading. Oh gosh. That is a classic one in relationships, right? Yeah. We just assume that our partner knows exactly how we're feeling exactly you know what we're thinking and that in itself just generates so many arguments but actually you know we don't know no but it's like it seems like such a simple thing to be told but when you're told it you're like oh (laughs) you're right I haven't actually expressed anything I'm annoyed about I'm just expecting him to know um so yeah that was huge and then that kind of feeds into the coke bottle thing yes should I talk about that now absolutely okay <laughs> another thing which taught me was I am a coke bottle <laughs> a diet coke to bottle. anyone listening why is it always diet I coke don't know. It's I always do a diet coke <laughs> okay for people um, that are listening and thinking what the hell okay why so, is Nadia a coke bottle <laughs> please explain this <laughs> so the communication let's do that so I would maybe not communicate over like five little things yes and I would just keep them in my head to myself um and that would over time annoy me annoy me annoy me but then something else really small would happen and I would go mental yeah it was because my coke bottle was full so I filled it up filled it up filled it up filled it up and then eventually it exploded yes so the communication thing if you actually communicate and realize people aren't mind readers your coke bottle isn't gonna start filling up or if you get annoyed just communicate and keep it half full you don't need to get it all the way full up Absolutely. Um, but yeah that is like such an analogy just as like a light bulb moment for me yeah. as well as the mind reader thing I was like oh and they go hand in hand so I was like okay they absolutely do and I think that diet <laughs> diet coke but that <laughs> diet coke analogy is so important because I think we also if we don't do anything with those feelings and emotions so those times that you were getting maybe frustrated with Johnny because you were assuming that he was thinking in a certain way yeah. and weren't like communicating about that it's they, it's not going to go anywhere no you know and that's what we really mean with that diet coke and what you've explained so beautifully is that liquid stays there. Yeah. You're not emptying it. And as part of our sessions, of course, exploring that together and helping you process that, that then helps empty it. Yeah. And then you taking that action to have that communication, to settle it, rather than just like, as you said, kind of storing up all these <laughs> incidents. And then suddenly you find yourself, you know, arguing over who hasn't done the washing no, up. literally, quite literally. It <laughs> yeah. was about a dishwasher. There you go. I remember being like, what has just happened? Like, I'm not actually angry about a dishwasher. <laughs> it's so much more. It's mad though. But yeah, once you understand, that's what I mean about understanding emotions. Like, you really just kind of understand where, because like I was, I don't know, I kind of would get upset myself. Yeah. Be like, why am I getting angry over these tiny little things? Yeah. Um, and I just thought I had like a short fuse or I don't know. But then working with you, like you've just realized all these behaviors. And now, I mean, we're like in the, I've said this to you so many yeah. times, we're in like the best place we could be. I love that. And it's from work that we did. I'm yeah. not saying he had, he had to work on himself too a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but it was, a lot of it was just from me working with you. And didn't we always say, or you always said it's like, the, like when I work with you, that will kind of feed into other people in my life and they'll, you know, Absolutely. they'll start to, if I change behaviors, they'll start to change behaviors and 
yeah, I just feel like it's all positive, like knock on. A hundred percent. Like I said, you know, all very much part of that system. I thought it was so nice as well from our sessions, Nadia, as when I, I think we were probably like, which we'd kind of expect to see maybe like three months in and the people around you started to oh, notice yeah. change. That, you know, when people around you start noticing that you're changing, mm-hmm. that is amazing right that really shows how much inner work you've been doing like the best feeling ever because you get to a point where you're like I feel like I've changed but is that like placebo or like is that just in my head but no people one by one it was like all within the space of like oh I'd seen everyone within like six weeks and each time I wouldn't like bring this up. I wouldn't talk about my yeah. sessions, but each time they'd be like, God, you just seem really different. And I'm like, good. I'm really happy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it can't be a coincidence that every single person in my sure. life who meant something to me had said that to me yeah. at some point. So. Well, it was so wonderful to hear. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, a testament to all that work that you're doing in between. And I say it to my clients, like it's so lovely to, and special to hear, you know, kind words about our work together. But I'm there in the sessions, but you're doing the hard work. Yeah. You know, you're making those active choices in between sessions to yeah. implement the strategies that we talked about, to to do the things, you know, the journaling or the pausing before you react or whatever it is that we've kind of kind of set in between in between those sessions for you to do. So yeah. it's all down to your commitment and your hard work as well. And yeah. I think that's really important to acknowledge. Yeah, I agree. I mean a lot of it's with you, but the, if I feel like if you just did the sessions and nothing outside of it, like your progress would be a lot slower. Absolutely. You really need to actively like go away and like do the do homework. It. <laughs> it's so nice, isn't it? Who'd have thought you're getting homework again? <laughs> I know. Um, you've mentioned the Diet Coke bottle and kind of the benefits of communicating and mind reading. I just wondered, is there anything else? I know I do some quite quirky analogies <laughs> in those sessions. I yeah. also love to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that stood out for you? I think... Probably like the anger curve. Oh, yes. That's a really good yes. one. And again, I feel like that feeds into the Coke bottle and the mind reader. Like the ones that stick out for me are all kind of in the same yes. umbrella. Um, but the anger curve is a gorgeous drawing that Lucy does. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally just a curve. But see when you see it on a piece of paper, yes. it's like, ah, oh, like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but basically the anger curve is a curve. And when you're angry or frustrated or sad, you're going to be at the top of that peak. Yes. And nothing positive is going to come from a conversation at the top of that peak, especially from me. Like I need to come down the other side and then get a bit calmer and then have a conversation. Um, so we were finding that I was reacting yeah. at the top of that peak all yeah. the time for the last like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so to like actually be able to like, okay, I need to walk away from that. I need to have time to process and chill, come down the other side of the curve and then carry on the conversation. It just makes for a calmer life, honestly. Like, and it makes yeah. for better decisions. It makes yes. for a clearer head. Like yes. the flight or fight is then gone. Yes. I was definitely the kind of person that would react in the fl- fight. Flighty, you're flighty. I'm flighty. But you're also a bit fighty. Yeah, I'm kind of both really, <laughs> yeah. right? So you fight- get fighty and then you want flighty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why I need to come off the curve and then react. But yeah, anger curve, coke bottle, mind reader. They're my three tops, I'd say. I love that so much. And I think, you know, what you do on there, which is absolutely a way of working is I probably should get it published at some point. You know, I bring this journal and I give um, my clients a journal as well. It's, it's a blank journal and I bring it to the sessions. I'm very drawy in sessions just yeah. to help you to really understand your mind or to understand the relationships. Um, and as I said, should be published because they are <laughs> not good. That was very ironic, but they make sense at the time. They, they don't do. when I scroll back and it helps Im- like imprint that into your mind. Yeah. Right? Just to see it, like oh, to hear it from you. Yes. But then just to 
pair that with a visual. Yes. And it's the most simple drawings, but they, do, I don't know, it does something in your head. You just are able to like, just see it more clearly. To click. Because, yeah. you know, the psychology behind the anger curve, as you described, is that is it's not acting from that fight or flight response. When our nervous system is very activated, mm-hmm. parts of our brain actually shut down to kind of protect itself and that threat response. And yeah. so we can't think rationally. Yeah. So we have those very irrational kind of angry thoughts, mm-hmm. which is why arguments tend to get even more heated yeah. because you're bringing so much fire and it's such a different quality of communication or way that you can reflect if you allow yourself to soothe yourself and come down that curve mm-hmm. before you go back into that conversation right yeah yeah it's so it's such an important bit of my life now yeah yeah and not sure. just you you know I do this so much with my clients and in yeah. relationships and you know in my own relationship it's I think that is really key when it comes to communicating come down that curve yeah <laughs> so we we spoke just then about the drawings mm-hmm. the journal mm-hmm. the fact I have a journal that I use in sessions I give my clients a journal what and the podcast is called the journal so oh, yeah. what, <laughs> so what kind of benefits did you find from that both kind of using it in sessions but also importantly like outside of sessions yeah so well like you say in sessions I would always scribble on so much on a piece of paper and then I would put it into my journal afterwards yeah. so it would just be like nice and neat and it also kind of just let me re over the notes in silence you know absolutely um but so that was always good to refer back to or read but then actually journaling at night time again putting it into that evening routine it's just I don't know I love it sometimes I, I love it but it's one of the things I find really hard to stick at yes um but when I do it I really notice the difference in my like next day or the day after it just again it's like holding you accountable le- making you like reflect on the day making you see the positive things even if nothing like amazing happened yeah to look for the positives in that yes. day and like find little things to be excited about um and then yeah it's just also nice to, like read back on yes. like read back on last year's journal and it's like the, it's like cute it's like oh yeah. that's nice yeah but i do find that hard to stick at constantly yeah but if I don't journal, then I'll, I could just like read the notes that we did at the sessions. So absolutely, yeah, it's still a process of mm-hmm. reflection, right? That you're creating yeah. that time for yourself, and you're looking back, looking in that journal, and it's there. But I think you're so right. You know, we often just go to to bed at night thinking about all the things that we haven't achieved that yeah. day, or worrying about the next day, and just actively kind of setting that intention for yourself and making your mind look for the good even mm-hmm. if it's just writing three positives from that day at yeah. the end of the day like how we got you started right and you mm-hmm. sending me your daily wins every day yeah. it distorts that bias from yeah. a negative bias and thinking about all the things you haven't done mm-hmm. to actually reflecting on the day rather than being an autopilot and focusing on the next day and sitting in the good yeah because there's good to be found in every day right yeah and those wins I remember finding it so difficult at the start oh yeah like, I don't know what to send you like yes I'm like I, I literally would find it so hard yes but then now it like it's the easiest thing ever yes. for me I'm like I just rolls off the tongue yes. like, okay this happened and this happened and this happened yes and like I say they could be as small as anything but it's still a win. It's still something to reflect on in the day. And yeah. Absolutely. And I'm smiling when you said it's hard because I love that <laughs> <laughs> with my clients. If it's, if it's hard, it's challenging. Yeah. It's creating change. If it was easy, we're not creating change. Yeah. And something can always, you know, sound so simple as that. Like I send, you know, I send a win at the end of the day, but there's actually so much behind it. Yeah. And why, and why that's an important task. And yeah. as you said now, it's become a natural thing to you. And that's exactly what we hope from those action yeah. points. <laughs> The journal prompts from today's episode with Nadia are all around reflecting on your own life and really thinking about those changes that you wish to make so you can also become that best version of yourself. So just see what comes up for you when you think about the following questions. 
How do I want things to be different both in my life and myself? What isn't working for me and what is keeping me stuck? What steps do I need to take to create the change I wish to see in my life? How committed am I to making this change? You can rate this out of 10 with 10 being the most committed and zero being the least committed. What is one positive step I can take today to take me closer to the life I want to live? As always, these journal prompts will be in your newsletter if you're subscribed to our mailing list, but also on my website, lucyspicer.com. So you've been amazing, Nadia. I honestly think my listeners will get so much from this. And I think if anything, it's incredible that after writing out those messages and then deleting them Mm. you finally committed to getting the support and going through that process and having those sessions with me so if there's a listener now that's maybe been like on the fence maybe was that like version of you before reaching out for sessions where they know that you know life is maybe okay it's good but there's definitely things in the way and there's definitely space where it could become even better yeah and they've kind of thought about it but taught themselves out of it what would your one piece of advice be just do it honestly just do it and see like if you don't enjoy it you don't have to do it again but just do it and I promise you won't regret it like I'd had I had high expectations but like it was way better than I ever thought I don't know and I don't want to say I regret not reaching out earlier because I believe I reached out at the perfect time but I'm, I just, I'm so glad I actually did because I could still be in that situation now. I'm like, oh, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, should I? I don't know. But um, yeah, just just go for it. There's nothing not to enjoy about it. It's just, it's great. Thanks. <laughs> Lucy's great. Thanks so much. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, that it's it's a great way to end. I think having you on this, not think, I know having you on this podcast is so so super special and for you to take that time out and for something that's very personal Mm. you actually coming on the podcast and sharing the benefits of reaching out for support and knowing you're not alone and knowing there's people out there that can guide you through whatever difficulty you're going through you're just going to break through the stigma and encourage people to get out there and do this work yeah so thank you so (laughs) so much you've been absolutely incredible You've been listening to The Journal with me, Lucy Spicer. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation and that you feel uplifted and inspired to create change in your own life. Please take a second to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone who you think needs to hear this story. To find today's guest and to download the journal prompts, visit the links in the show notes. And to learn more about the Lucy Spicer practice and how to work with me and my team, go to lucyspicer.com. For advice and a daily dose of motivation, find me over on Instagram at lucyspicer underscore. Thank you so much for listening and I'll meet you back here for the next episode.